You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. What I didn't learn at school, I didn't learn at church because at 18 years of life, I'd never been invited to church one time because church people don't invite families like mine to their churches. My dad didn't know what to do. He ate the rest of that meal in silence, stepped over to the door and looked at me with tears running down his face and said, I'm not the father that I should have been. And son, I'm not the Christian that I should be. Married six times, failed in marriage six times, left me sitting on the front porch with my little bag on his weekend to come get me and didn't get past the beer joint to get there. He was an alcoholic. But there is a God. I met him when I was 16 years old in a little church in southern Louisiana. And my drunk daddy started to walk down the steps of that apartment and turned around and looked at me and said, God's going to put you in a place to get your attention. Had you asked me that day what I was going to do in life, I'd have told you, I'm going to go dancing tonight. I'm going to the club. I'm going to drink till 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm hanging out till they say last call for alcohol. I'm going to shut the bar down and try to take somebody home. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. My dad walked off, and I walked on. Never dreamed at 18 years of age how quickly life can change. I hear people say, well, your habits determine your destiny. Well, they may affect it, but let me tell you, a momentary decision can affect your destiny. It only takes one moment of stupid to make a challenge for the rest of your life. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we are discussing the, the, the final week of our sermon series, The Rise After the Fall. Yeah. yeah. The final week. The final week. What number is that? Are we going to do this again? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, gotcha. week, week five. Week five. No, it's not week five. Would well, it be week five? There was no. Oh, that's right. You, well, you Sean did, did two. Barry did one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. This is I week totally seven. Forgot. This yeah, is week seven. seven. You know what? It's okay. That's. I'll just give a quick. We were talking about, and I for, I told. I'm sorry, Pastor Barry. I forgot that you did a message in this series. You didn't need to say that either. <laughs> I I cleverly worded it so so the number wasn't relevant to this yeah. to the story. And then Megan goes, Hey, wait a minute, guys. Well, let's talk about the number. I just like to poke fun. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and no yes. one would have gotten that, no Dallas. <laughs> what a series. What a series. And what a series it was. Uh, yeah, we've had we've had seven sermons, including Easter. Yep. Uh, you, you take out Easter, it's six, but Easter's, Easter's Rise yeah. of the Fall message by Pastor Sean was definitely in this series. Mm-hmm. In fact, so much so that we talked about this in the podcast that mm-hmm. we were going to use the same elements, uh, bumper videos, slides, as we did every other week. But yeah. I, I think collectively the creative team was like, let's make yeah. some new ones for yeah, Resurrection Sunday. Um, yeah. But yeah, all, all running in the, in the series, um, this is the final week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mari Davis, Pastor Mari Davis, yep. uh, pastor's church uh, outside Tennessee, Nashville, yep. um, came, spoke, mm-hmm. saved some people. Yeah. yeah. That was that was massive. It, and that I think the one th- the takeaway from this series has been is I've been I've been at Life Church since 2016. I don't think we've had uh, this many guest speakers back to back ever. Yeah. yeah. And so it's great that it caused people to come back and it's, it's great that it just kind of gave you a different experience, you know? And so, uh, I, there was parts where I didn't feel 
like I was like, are we ready for this? But it was very cool to hear different perspectives. And it, I think for a lot of people, I think what made this series great is people got to hear, like in a way they got to hear their story through someone else's story. Right. And there was that relatability with it. And so I think that's one of the things where it's like, this was a different series than what we normally do. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. There were a lot of different flavors and, and, and styles. And so uh, I loved how it all kind of came together. And mm-hmm. I feel like overall, yeah, the series was very impactful. It definitely uh, kind of gave me some thinking points. Like, how am I thinking about even like the people around me or stories that I'm hearing? Like, well, so and so is going through this or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Like, it kind of gives you this new perspective because, again, you never know what God is going to do yeah. in the life of somebody. And in who are we to judge that? Right? Like, look at the good that can come, and and look at the rise after the fall. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. My, my big takeaway from all this, and I, I was excited every Sunday that, uh, somebody from uh, all across, all across the country were pulled. Like, like if you're listening to this, these, the people that were pulled here, aren't like just Joe Schmo preachers. No, these are otherwise preachers that preach for thousands of people a Sunday mm-hmm. or that are now speakers that sell tickets that you would have to pay a significant amount of money mm-hmm. to go listen to them. Like these are, these are world-class presenters and they're all very, like Megan, you said uniquely different in how mm-hmm. they presented, how they, um, as a, as a, as a person that I, I, I like to, I think I consider myself a presenter. Okay. Right. And so as I watch these other, these other, uh, pastors, just like preach and their nuances, how yeah. their cadence was when they, would take their deep breaths when they would <laughs> draw out their words. Like yeah. as a, as a, as a student of communication, like as a, uh, I think really of all the talents I have, I think being able to listen to a, another human being is one of my strongest. And then also being able to, to talk with another human being and mm-hmm. connect with them is by far my, my best card I have. And yeah. that uh, watching these, these elegant and seasoned pastors Mm -hmm. share their story and then bring it back to Jesus Mm -hmm. and then changed like the room was changed when these, when these presenters were done. It was for sure. No, I loved every Sunday of it. I think the biggest thing you said, you really hit it is the vulnerability that it created in this series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To hear these guys be vulnerable and real and honest about their struggles and their pain. One, it's good for a church person to hear that, that this, cause sometimes, and it's, we, we don't like it. Uh, but people will put pastors on a pedestal and they're perfect and they have no wrongs. And so to hear six yeah. weeks of, no, we've got problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Still I, human. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the majority of these pastors, they, they had reached, uh, Mar- Mari uh, aside, they had reached some sort of uh, quote, quote unquote fame yeah. or prestige, yeah. like mm-hmm. that, the pedestal that, uh, that a, a, a person new to faith would probably put these people on. They had reached those accolades. Yes. And then that's when their fall was. With, with Mari, I, I, I saw it more like it wasn't the rise after the fall so much as in he, his story was like, it was pretty much started in the fall. Yeah. yeah. And how he picked himself up from it. Where the other presenters, I think really all came to an echelon of, yeah. of, of pastoral recognition yeah. or success in business. Mm. And then that's when they fell. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Maury was, uh, uh, I mean, he, his, if you haven't heard 
uh, his story, and, and that, that's what his story, the, the message was his story. Yeah. It was, he, he gave us no message notes. He said, nah, I don't need message notes. Mm-hmm. And he's quoted scripture through it, but it's, it's one of those, I know the scripture I'm going to quote. I don't, yeah. I don't need to write these things yeah. down. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't listened to it, uh, take a listen back because um, for, for myself, like when I, when I, he, he, he was a convicted, I guess, I guess murderer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's no, I, I'm trying to think of another, a nice another, way another, to say another it. adverb <laughs> to describe what he did. Yeah, um, nope, but he doesn't go too much. Like he doesn't at all delve into like the actual act, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the events leading up to, and then the events afterwards. Yeah. And for me, like when, when, when I think murder, like if I were to, if I were to murder somebody, I would think that that is a hitting a wall. Like yeah. you are not, this is it. Yeah. Life's done. Mm. Done. Like what else are you going to do with it? Yeah. Right. You're and and he and he goes to jail immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets sentenced to prison for at that time twenty years, mm-hmm. um, and served the time. Yeah. But like for me, like as a as a thirty nine year old male, like if I murdered somebody, it was convi- that that life is over. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna wake up in a cell every day and mm-hmm. what is that a five by five? Yeah. And just yeah. That's it. What. Well, Done deal. That's the beauty of grace is you're never too far, too far gone for God. It yes. doesn't matter how far you fall. Um, y- you can't, you can't reach the bottom without Jesus already being there. And so he's, he's always waiting and always ready to scoop you back up. If you humble yourself and you acknowledge your sin and you confess and you accept him into your heart and, and start moving the yeah. other way. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, yeah. and his story is just one of, like he didn't, he could have given up. He could, he could have, oh, yeah. that was it, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And he, he was, he was reaffirmed and saved, um, given a second chance out on parole. Mm-hmm. And, and now, I mean, when you speak to the man, the man is of God, the man yeah. is, I mean, that man, that man has devoted his life towards serving the Lord. And, um, I had, I had some one-on-one time with him yesterday and it was, it's a, it's a remarkable story. If, yeah. if if you if you just I guess listen to the the sermon on our podcast series, or, yeah. But I mean, when you like, I met I I was hanging out with the guy and yeah. I interacted with him personally. And my gosh, there's a God. Mm-hmm. There's a God. He pays good. Yeah. And no matter what happened to you, mm-hmm. uh, there's redemption. Yeah. Yeah. If you live for Him. Yeah. Right, and it's interesting because you, you know it's that's the that's the funny thing about sins is we we're, we we're told not to categorize them, but internally we do, and so you said it perfectly. I think sometimes we go, well, at least I didn't do this. Yeah, I lied, but at least I didn't kill anybody. Right, right. But what if you? But but what if you did kill somebody? And that was it. That's just, <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. where where do you go from there? Yeah. In our minds, that's the worst that's of it. the worst. That's that's the yeah. that's an unstoppable force hitting an immovable object. Yeah. Like there, mm. what's next? Yeah. And this is a story, the testimony of a man that's. Mm-hmm. It, it. I mean, you don't kill people. Yeah. But like, even even now, mm-hmm. God is working. Mm. Like yeah. even now, God has value on, on you because he had value yes. on him. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and when the man, when, when the fire was, was, was lit, mm-hmm. he, he took off for the Lord. He's on fire for the Lord. Yeah. It was ama- it, truly. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Uh, otherwise let's start with the first soundbite. And as I laid there just crying, just bawling, 
Tommy walked in and somewhere out of that mess of emotion, I asked him the question that changed my life. How do you handle it? And I never forgot what he said. I would rather be in this jail with Jesus Christ than back out there living like we were for the devil. When that man said that, something changed on the inside of me and I knew there was a God. The Bible says the scales came off. God opened my understanding. I said, Tommy, tell me about your God. And he took a Bible and opened it to the Gospel of John that was written so that men might believe. And he began to read me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. He took me to Corinthians where God would make me a brand new creation. All of the old things would pass away and everything would become new. And I thought if that doesn't happen I have no future. If it can't pass away I can have nothing new. Nothing new can happen until something passes away. And then he took me to the scripture where God would be a friend that sits closer than a brother. He would never leave me and he would be with me always even to the end of the age. I didn't have anybody like that because even my mom and dad couldn't go where I was fixing to go, the state penitentiary. Only God could go with me. And then he took me to a God that could make a way where there was no way. A God could open a door that no man could shut. A God with whom all things are possible. And all of a sudden as the word of God came alive in me, Jesus Christ walked off the pages of the Bible into my heart. I believed on Jesus. Got down on my knees with tears in my eyes and hurt in my heart. Forgiveness of sin. I asked God to change my life and God took out a heart of stone that had no empathy, no compassion, no conscience whatsoever, no care for anybody but myself, and transformed me at that, at that altar there beside that little steel bed that morning. And I got up and I was just radically saved. I just became radically turned on. I fell in love with Jesus. And I was set free from the alcohol and the drugs, never had another problem with that. And, you know, I didn't know what to do. The preacher came by and said, here's a Bible. Read this book and do what it says. Greatest sermon I ever heard. It, it kind of remind me when he's when he said that Tommy said uh, I you know I'd rather be in here with Jesus than out there in the world living for me and uh, I remember the first time um, you know because we we are connected with the Brown County Correctional Facility and I remember that they wanted Pastor Sean to come and and to you know baptize some of the inmates and he asked if I'd come with him and you know because you know I for the longest time I've been the designated helper who would you know helps baptize the people. I'm the extra hand. Is it because of your ability to raise people up from the water? Uh, I'm just very strong. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a superhero. It's, it was a spiritual studer that, <laughs> yeah. that, that got him the job, but Dallas is just really strong too. And so I remember the first time he's like, Hey, you want to come with me? I go, yeah. And then Domi, I've never been in a jail. I mean, I visited people in jail, but like to be in jail with the inmates. I was like, I've never done that before. And so I remember I, I started to panic. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, but I, in my head, I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. But I'm like, oh gosh. And I remember we get in the room because they, they bring you in the room before they bring the inmates in. And I did. I was looking around. I go, I saw like a little golf pencil. I was like, they can kill me with that if they wanted to. <laughs> they can, they can, they can attack. I was like, you know, and then all of a sudden, because, you know, we, we were brought into and they, what they did is they would have a service and they ended uh, they would do some worship songs and then uh, they asked pastor to speak and then we'd baptize. So, but I'm waiting for these inmates coming, you know, and television makes you think, you know, they're the toughest of the tough, you know, and like, what are you looking at? You know, it's yeah. going to be something like that. <laughs> and I see, I just see all these men that are happy. 
that are like, one, they were so excited to meet Pastor Sean. They're like, I remember one guy goes, it's you. And he goes, yeah, hey, and nice. And like hugging and, and shaking hands and just super nice. And I get to this point where I was like, they're not like what I expected. Yeah. And it's then I had to remind myself that, yeah, that's because they've surrendered their life to God and God transformed them yeah. and made them unrecognizable. And so I, it, it was a great eye-opener for me to the point where I, I went back, I think, three more times and just did not, did not worry or concerned. And, and it was, here's a great thing too, is the, the great thing for me was I got this, some of these guys were like, Hey, I'm getting out, you know? And so I'm getting out on good behavior because of what God's done in my life. And the first thing I'm done going to do is come to life church and to see them in life church with their family and stuff like that was so crazy. But yeah, like the fact that like, I'd rather be in here with Jesus than out in the world, I think is yeah. so huge because that's the reality of it is even in our worst of worst, like you, like we said, the intro, God can do so many great things and lift us up so many th- things and make us unrecognizable. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes we can have this false sense of security that um, we can surround ourselves with people to keep us company when we're lonely, or um, we can buy stuff to make us happy. And what's really beautiful about hearing these stories of people who have become inmates is all of that stuff is stripped away and you are totally at the core, right? And um, to even hear his friend say, like, I have Jesus, I have everything I could ever need right now in Jesus. Uh, that is such a beautiful reminder and in, in a challenge too. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have literally, if everything was taken away from you, do you feel like you have everything you need with Jesus? Uh, you know, read the book of Job. It's the same thing. Do yeah. you feel like you have enough just being in the presence of God? Is his answer of, I am who I say that I am, is that enough for mm-hmm. you? Uh, and, and dive into that because I think that is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that, it, it made me think when I heard the clip, like, um, would I exchange my checkered past for an easier one? Knowing that the possibility of exchanging the things I've done in my life, uh, the, the hurts and the, the falls. And if I exchange those, I would be, I would be vastly different than the human being I am today. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I wouldn't, um, no. when I, when I see some people that had a, you know, a really good childhood, I do, I wish that that would have been my story. Mm. I guess in the moment I did, mm-hmm. you know, but today, everything that happened that compounded onto itself had, had happened to shape me, mm-hmm. to, to forge me in, in the fire, you know, like taking gold and forging it in fire. Yeah. And yeah. I'm only gold today because of the fire the burning and the molding that, that happened to me in my past. So I, I can't have what I have today, which is serenity and peace and joy and an amazing wife, amazing kids, an amazing job. Uh, I would have any of those things. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Even if I removed one thing from that past, I would be on a vastly different, uh, vastly different trajectory. Yeah. And then when I heard that line though, I'd rather be in here. Yeah with God than out there with the enemy. Cause that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. When I hit my impasse, when I hit that fork in the road, that this is probably the last chance you're going to get here, son. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? 
when I had that moment, some people call it a coming to Jesus moment. I had a very coming to Jesus moment where God said, this is it. Mm-hmm. You've burnt everything that I've possibly set up for you. I can't, I, I, I just can't keep you on this rampage here. So this is it. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, if you do what I ask, I promise you, mm. your, 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 your problem with drugs and alcohol, those, those will disappear easily. Yeah. But you're going to be rewarded with so much more yeah. if you yeah. just take this step and trust in me. I remember that moment I had with God. Yeah. And so when I heard that line, it, it brought me back to that moment that, that I can't have what I have today unless I have also everything I had in the past. Yes. And while shame filled my past, guilt filled my past, it's pain and fear, anger, resentment. Uh, those were all the building blocks that God would ultimately use to build me a, a life that I love today, but also a life that is living and, and serving him today. Yeah. I can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You know, we expect people that have never been in church to come to church with a train load of past sins and to act like they never had a train. And we're going to clean them up. It's not our job to clean people up. It's our job to love people and let our light shine. The Lord does the cleaning. Ah, short clip there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Clocked in at a brisk 19 seconds. Yeah, we do come in with a train load of sins, don't we? I think every one of us do. Yeah. Yeah. And do we put that expectation that people are going to come in squeaky clean? Nope. I can't sit with you. I can't sit at this table with you because uh, I know who you are and I know what you've done or you make me uncomfortable, right? And so I remember saying at the beginning of this series, if we're uncomfortable with people and their failure, how can we be worthy of them when they're in their success or yeah. at their best? Yeah. Because if we're not okay to sit with that person at the table, uh, again, we don't know. You don't know where God is trying to take them in their story or how he's working uh, your past stuff for good or what the building blocks are going to be. And so instead of judging, mm-hmm. we need to be praying with and hoping for and, and you know, understanding that there's a plan and a purpose and uh, hoping that those people are coming to awareness of that, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing too, is sometimes I think as as believers, we, we can see a quote unquote sinner or someone who whose sin is a little in our opinion, dirtier than ours. And, and the mindset can be, okay, now change that instead of, no, just give that to God, Yeah, you know? And, and sometimes we don't give God enough credit that he can do the impossible in people's lives that he can, he, he doesn't need assistance or help, you know, like, Hey, thanks for saying that thing, man. I really didn't think I was going to get him there. You know, like he doesn't need that from us. You know, he just needs us to be examples and to be available and to help in, in, in those areas, you know, uh, and people go, well, yeah, yeah. But it says turn from, yes, but we, we have to believe that God through conviction is going to cause people through that. And they may ask questions and, and go, is this wrong? You know, should I, should I not do this? And, and sometimes you're like, if you feel like you shouldn't do it, then maybe that's God telling you, I don't want you to do that anymore. Mm. And I don't want you to be that. And I think that conversion is way better than going, 
well, yeah, I stopped doing this because this church person told me I have to stop doing this. And it's like, well, there's no connection between you and God. Now it's that connection is with you and that church person. And so if that church person starts, stops coming to church or has a fall, then you go, well, then if he's going to fall, then, you know, then what's, there's no, there's no, uh, life in this. And so, yes, that you, we're not called to change. We're not, you know, um, Jesus called to save the world. And, and even, even, I love it. John three seventeen. we know John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. He gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But John three seventeen says, uh, but God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to fulfill it. And so again, even Jesus is like, I'm not here to condemn. I'm here to to fix and to renew and mm. to and to restore. And so I think it's very important as as believers that we are not in this position, okay, now I need to change you. No, I just need to be available to help yeah. and to guide and to motivate and to be accountable if if needed and, and not forced upon. This clip, as short as it may be, 19 seconds, and I don't know if I'll get a clip shorter than that. <laughs> We may have, we may have, uh, we may have just saw history here, guys. <laughs> but this clip reminded me. Um, okay, so if you're this guy and you're listening, and that's probably a long shot, mm-hmm. but if you're this guy and you're listening, uh, I'm my name is Pastor Keith, and I want you to find me on a Sunday when you come here. Uh, a couple months back, I I got off platform. Uh, first service after worship. And so I put my guitar down usually, and, and then I make a lap around the building. Uh, I check the departments and make sure everyone's, uh, everything's running smoothly. If anyone has any questions, if anyone needs a coffee or something, um, I just make myself available for all the other volunteers and staff members. Um, I came walking out of the auditorium, uh, from the auditorium out of master control and then into the lobby. And I saw, I saw this man talking to another staff member, hands him an envelope, and then like gives a head nod and then walks away. I was like, well, that looks strange. So our lobby's kind of deep, so it took me a minute to walk up there. I didn't, not thinking nothing of it, but I walked up to staff, and I'm like, what just happened there? Who's, who's that? And staff person goes, oh, he, he just comes in sometimes. He just comes in and hands an envelope and says, this is for the church, and turns around and walks and away. Waves. Yeah. And I was like, what's in the envelope? He goes, oh, it's his tithe. He just tithes. I'm like, does he attend a church? And the answer was, I don't think so. I think he just comes and shows up. And I'm like, does anyone know his name? And the person was like, I, I don't know. He just hands the envelope, says something like, God bless you. Forgive me my sins and, and walks out. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm very, well, color me curious. Yeah. And I ran outside because I wanted to, Say, hey, dude, you don't have to leave. Come on. We have like food in the back. We have, come, come join. This is, this is, what, come to the family. Mm-hmm. It's a family, we have family brunch in the back for, come, come. But by the time I got to the parking lot, he was gone. I don't know if he's come back since. I hope he has. By the initial look at a person walking, handing, handing somebody a envelope would, with money in it, one could say like, Ooh, he looked a little rough. Mm. I, 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 I didn't think of him like that. I thought of him like, come. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, you woke up this morning and I don't know, I, I doubt you drove here. 
because you, you'd vanished as quickly as you came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very interested in you becoming my friend. Yeah. I'm very interested in you becoming part of our church family. So if, you, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you are. I, hopefully you know who you are by just the, that description. Um, I'm very interested in meeting you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I also got that, that, that thought of when I heard this, like every now and again, you, we are a newcomer, like a newcomer's church. Yeah. We are a church of new believers. I don't know if that's what we set out to when the church started, but it's definitely coming up on 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be 10 years this, this fall. Yeah. That that's just what our church is. Yeah. It's, and that's great. Every mm-hmm. church has to be something for somebody. Yeah. And we have just always attracted new believers or on the fence believers or we have attracted people that have seen life <laughs> yeah. and some people that are trying to change their lives. Mm-hmm. I love that about our church. I yeah. love that. Our, I love when I look out from the, from the, from the stage and I see people that, you know, life has gone through them. Mm-hmm. You know, your yeah. life has, you know, their hand, their cards yeah. were a tough one to play. Yeah. I love that. But I, I know that there are other churches because I, you know, you hear from other churches, other pastors, the other members of other churches that, that some, there are people out there that dislike having the worn and the beaten show up at their doorstep. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm. the, I, I, I don't know how to visually say that or audibly say what I'm visually seeing, but you know, the, the yeah. one, so they sit next to you, you, you grab your purse a little bit closer, mm-hmm. you know, you put your arm around your kid a little bit closer. Yeah. I never understood that mentality or thought process in a church. I, 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 I was a believer that the church is for, is for those people. Yeah. That's what we built this thing for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting too, because like the, the reality is, is if some of those people just stuck around and saw what God does in that person, you'd want more of those people around you. Oh yeah. Cause we've seen it. We've yeah. seen God do yeah. the impossible in people. And we have people who volunteer with us that they came in rough and now you see me go, yeah, I can't, I can't even see that person mm, you were it's true. months ago, Yeah, you know? And so, and so I think, you know, the reason you go, you don't get it is because you've seen the other side. You've seen God take the rough and tumble and do something miraculous with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you saw that, if you, if you did more than just check in and check out, but see the life happen in your church community, you'd be like, yeah, every person that would come in rough and tumble, you're like, awesome. God's going to do something great in their life and they're going to be unrecognizable. And I think that's the motivating factor. I think that's why I agree with you. That's why I love about our church is we do, we have, you know, and, and there's some work you got to put in with, you know, with those rough and tumbles, but it's fine. It's worth it. I have one that I am. I, I, he, he hasn't come yet. He comes during the week and he's my friend and he's always needed help and I'm always helping him and, and things like that. And I'm, I want him to come. I've prayed with him a couple of times. I've tried to get him a job at DQ because I want DQ to open up on the inside. That just, you know, fun fact. So, (laughs) but, uh, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where I go, you know what, I'm God, thank you for giving me the, the patience and wisdom and love to, you know, for the, the rough and tumbled. And so, um, yeah, I think I agree with you. And I think the the reality is I think if people stuck around and, and, and invest in Saul, you'd be like, okay, I get it. I get it. And I'm glad, you know, so. You, you get the best seat in the house to see God work. Yeah. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of men say, I don't, I don't hear God. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see him work in my life day to day. Well, those are opportunities to get a front row seat. Mm. You want, you want, yep. you want to see God's handiwork. I get mean, yourself close to people think. that are broken. Yeah. yeah. Where would Jesus be if Jesus were here as a man right now on the earth? He would be sitting with, with a broken, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, the people that we think are infixable. Yeah. And yeah. so if you want to be close to Jesus, go where Jesus would go. Mm-hmm. Paul said, I pray in the spirit and I pray with my, my, my language. That's something every Christian ought to be able to do because you need to be strengthened by praying in the spirit. But what there was something more important to me that day. I'd watched enough people come to an altar and walk out the doors of a church and not keep their word to God. Not because they didn't want to, because they didn't have the strength to live out their beliefs. And when God filled me with the Holy Spirit, there was a confidence that came in. There was a security. There was an understanding that he that began a good work would finish it and change my life. So I was, I was thinking about that. He was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, and it kind of made me go, I think, um, for our listeners, I think for our people who, you know, listen to our messages and stuff like that, I was like, you know, I want to kind of unpack that a little bit. And so I, I went to John 14, John 14 uh, in verses 15 through 17. Um, it, it actually is Jesus talking. He says, if you love me, obey my commands. And I will ask the father who will give you another advocate. This is an, uh, the new living translation. I actually like the new King James because it, it says he will give you a helper. Advocate actually is just someone who supports, um, the, the, wow. you know, the, the main person, like I support and I'm going to help, um, he, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you'll know him because he lives with you now and later will be with you. And so the Holy Spirit is wants to be a helper in your life. And so, so when, when he's talking about, you know, having that confidence in the Holy Spirit, that, that, that is true. It is a faith journey. You know, we do believe in the, in the Trinity, that God's the Father, Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit is the counselor and the helper. He is a part of that. He's connected with that. And, and, and we see why Jesus says that I have to go so the Holy Spirit can come and be me everywhere. And so that's the reality is, so when he's talking about moving the Holy Spirit is, is, is allowing the presence of God to be in your life. And so people may go, well, how do I, you know, how do I know the Holy Spirit is moving? You know, for me, there are times where I feel like God will give me wisdom that I don't think I I have uh, saved up and, and learned. Sometimes God will give me the, um, the thought of, you know what, I feel like I should talk to this person about this thing. And, and people could say, well, that's intuition, isn't it? I, I have faith though. And I have faith that I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit is available. And, and I think as believers, you know, it's, the confidence comes because you are, you're, you're not trying to do it by your own will. You're submitting to the will of God. And one of the things that God wants us to submit to, he says in the scripture is the Holy Spirit, that he's going to help you and he's going to be with you. And, and so we can either ignore it. And, and, and I get it. You know, some of us have backgrounds when it comes to the Holy Spirit and, and it's gotten weird and kooky. And, and I don't think God wants you to get weird and kooky. He just wants to say, I want you to, tap into something that you have no control of and you really surrender to me to again 
that just came to me, <laughs> you know, that's something where I'm, 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 you know, I, I believe the Holy Spirit will help and give me knowledge and wisdom and things like that. Now here's the thing too on the Holy Spirit. I want to kind of touch on this is sometimes you go, well, how do I know that it's from, you know, that it's from God? Well, it will connect with his word. Here's a good example. I remember one time uh, a friend of mine had a girl come to him at church and she said to him, Hey, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me that one of these days mean you're going to get married. And he goes, well, the Holy Spirit hasn't told me that. Now people go, well, why did she say that? Well, she thought he was attractive and was hoping that maybe she, but did it line up and say, you know, the, and the Holy, you know, and, and God will tell you to go and speak that there's nothing in the, in the word that says that. So she was using a moment to, in, for, you know, for her own benefit and not to really, you know, to uh, expand and go out into the you know, world. Again, going back to, you know, the book of Acts, when he says the Holy Spirit will come on, he says them that you are going to reach, you know, to the ends of the earth with the word. And so really he's saying, we're going to give you confidence so that you can go at all places at all times, because I'm only here, but God's called us to be yeah. everywhere. And so, so I guess in a nutshell, that's a my version of 101, I know uh, we did a series in 2016 called The Holy Spirit that we'll um, be talking about and showing, I think, on YouTube and stuff soon that Pastor Sean did. But I think it's 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 something, as believers, I think it's something that we should ignore because of past experiences, um, but we should be very uh, cognizant of available for and, and ask questions about, because I do think having that God's presence through the Holy Spirit is so helpful when it comes to really encountering him and seeing what he wants for you. I know that's a really long explanation. So So what do you think, Megan? (laughs) Kicking it on over. You know, while you were talking, I was kind of having this uh, memory of, I think it was right around the time the pandemic began, but I felt like I had this word uh, just sort of dropped into my spirit. And I was like, okay, this is a, a, a weird word. Like, why am I hearing this? And, um, and so I went to my Bible after a while, cause I kept hearing it and hearing it. Finally, I was like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm just going to start searching for what this is and what this means. And, um, I went to my Bible and I found there were like two verses in the Bible that had this this word in it. And, um, so I went to one of the verses and I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is for me. And, um, essentially the verses is telling you to look for the ancient path and to stand at the crossroad, right? And so this for me, starting back in the pandemic, it was really relevant to me in my life. And I knew that that moment was a moment of the Holy Spirit counseling me and giving me some some strength and some wisdom uh, for something that I was gonna need and I still draw on two years later, right? Like I, I still need that. And he's still helping me and, and pointing me in that direction. So- Listen for the little moments. You know, you you don't really ever know what the Holy Spirit's going to drop into your heart, mm-hmm. to your mind. And yeah. Yeah. Super uh, advanced theological discussion. Mm-hmm. This this is typically. Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah, I could, I could, I, I was kind of confused if I can be honest. Yeah. Mm. With, yeah. Yeah. With what, with, so like I'm digesting what both you are saying and um, I'm thinking about like a, the listener, like that's some advanced stuff for me. Yeah. Right. That's, I think if you, if the last four and a half minutes, you were like, as a listener, be like, what? Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Like, I, I think I'm far along in this journey. Yeah. And those four and a half minutes were like, 
okay. All right. Well, oh, all right. Well, that's okay. Well, I also think it's it's one of those things where you have to go, okay, it's a faith thing, or and you give credit to you know to to. So for example, I think we've all said that we've read you know, you can't read the Bible once, mm-hmm. that you'll read scripture one way at one point in your life and you'll read yeah. it a different way. What do you contribute that to? Yeah. What do you contribute that to when you go, I read this scripture one way and another way? I think it's through maturity, but also through, in my opinion, and possibly other people's opinion, the Holy Spirit guiding you and going, yeah. this is how, you know, because you said, God put a word. I found two scriptures, but when I found the one, I knew it was the one. Yeah. Is that because you're you're super like, you know, wise and you're super, no, no. it just, it, it just stuck out to you. Yeah. And I, I give credit to the Holy Spirit saying, this is what I want you to study. This is what I want you to unpack. This is what I want you to bring to life because it is my word. Mm. And there's just times when we, when we look at scripture, we unpack it. I believe the Holy Spirit will begin to guide us into certain words and phrases. Mm-hmm. We could all look at a scripture and go, oh, I'm I, I'm so focused on this because yes. I believe that that is the Holy Spirit kind of guiding me on that and mm-hmm. going, I, I want to unpack that phrase and that thing in that. Or you may get something different and it's just different places in that. But I, again, that's where that confidence in the Holy Spirit comes is you being open to hearing it and 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 listening to it. And so, and you do that in prayer, you do that in his word, you do that in worship. And I think that's what it is going, okay, why did I do this? Well, I think it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So good. Yeah. Uh, adv- advanced, advanced talks, man. Um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit speaks to me. Yeah. I, I've never spoken in tongues. I've mm-hmm. never had that yeah. happen to me. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have. Yeah. I, I'm just not one of them. Yeah. Um, I am a, a believer of uh, scripture whilst it never changes. The words never change on the page. It's, it's meaning towards my life does. Mm-hmm. It's fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am definitely, when I open, I do this frequently, open the Bible and I know exactly what I'm reading is what I need to, to read mm-hmm. in that particular moment. And if I, if I'm, if I, if I'm smart, I'll apply it to my life or my circumstance at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh I know there's a lot of people that say, no, 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 that line means this period done. Yeah. Um, that's not how I've ever read the Bible. I've, I've always read the Bible on, mm-hmm. well, sure. That's probably historically speaking. That's probably what the author was initially, you know, as it, as it's context to a history book. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. Uh, but the fact that it was penned by, by God's breath onto another human and that it's lasted this test of time and that it's, uh, it is what it is. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if much of the Bible is, uh, this sentence means that done. Yeah. This sentence means that done. I, I don't know. It's think of all the trillions of pe- trillions, right. Of people that have been on this earth. Billions. I think. Are you sure? I think billions. Yeah. I'm pretty sure billions. I, right now Aren't we're there sitting, billions right on the earth right now. Not, nine billion. So to get to a trillion would be a lot more billions. But there's been people. Oh, you're you're trying to contribute like, like every beginning. beginning. All right. Yeah. Oh, I don't. We gotta know. Let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the internet have box. Fun facts with Keith. Tell us Watchful Google. Tell us today. Uh, we'll fill the space while I'm. Oh, I, yeah. um, <laughs> oh you know, you know, actually, as he's saying this, because he he did bring up another thing. Oh, um, on the Holy Spirit, but he was talking about 
What else did he say in that clip? Oh, I just, I just Uh-oh. lost it because I wanted, mind. I wanted to talk about the other thing he said, but I got really pushed on the Holy Spirit part. But maybe that's what it's supposed to be. I'm just supposed to focus. See, on that's that. you were just needing to fill the time. Perfect. Just, <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> uh, the the internet Google box tells yep. me 100 billion people. That's it. 100 billion. 100 billion. What? Well, like, doesn't like, seem like, like that many. Well, well populations like increased drastically in the last 200 years. Yeah. But prior to that, we weren't sitting 9 billion people. Well, uh-huh. I know. Well. No. I mean, not. No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know what I want to know? What? Where you're going to go with this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me think. So of the I 100 think, billion people that have yeah. been on this earth. Okay. Of the 100 and billion people. Nine I mean, people here's currently. The thing, here's the thing. I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, w- w- yes, what you're saying is correct. Scripture fluid, yes, because think of all of the people, all of the circumstances, all of the culture, all of the the history and the background and the and the parents and the brothers and the, like everything, right? Like, and yet we know that this one book, which when you think about it, isn't really that big. Like this one book applies to everybody in all circumstances, because we know that the Bible helps us guide our steps, right? Like to make the next choice. And so when you're saying like you read it and you read it kind of in a certain, like, well, I'm going through this. And then I, I read this and man, this was just kind of like a, a convicting thing for me. And I felt like God's telling me, okay, you know, based on my understanding of this scripture and where I'm at to take this next step. So, so yeah, I do think Anyway, I was kind of just agreeing with you in a really roundabout way. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Meanwhile, <laughs> I love the Hall of Justice. <laughs> one hundred billion? <laughs> no, it can't be a hundred billion. Yeah. It's got to be more than that. I really was. I really thought there would be trillions. Maybe that's just because I think trillion is now a really loose, it's a loose <laughs> yeah. term. You, once you get 1 billion, trillion is right around the corner. Because, yeah, I mean, the United States is trillions of dollars in debt. So to me, I'm like, <laughs> that's true. So, trillions of dollars can't be that much. So a, a trillion is a thousand billions. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's uh, a lot of billions. Yeah, that's a lot of billions. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're sitting right now about $9 billion But you know, with Earth. inflation, maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> And had they bought those tickets in 1922, they would have only been. Yeah. All right. Oh um, so quick question. I yes. know, so we have a pre-show and sometimes a pre-show lasts for a while. Yeah. Like today lasted for 40 minutes. Yeah. And I do, I was thinking at some point I probably should have just pressed record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and published that instead of the show. <laughs> Or, or as a sideshow. Yeah. Um, so I know that pre-show we were, uh, I didn't say anything. Cause I was, I was, uh, I'm an observer of, of humans. Typically I don't, yes. I like to just watch. Yeah. Um, and, and see the their listeners but, who are listeners know you're the question asker. <laughs> so, but I watched, I, I watched and listened to Megan and Dallas talking and they said, no, we're not going to talk about this in the, in the show, but, but so I'm going to, okay. um, let's do it. Let's do it. Have have you ever spoken in tongues, Megan? No, I haven't. Uh, you know, and it was interesting when you we were talking about it. I also talked about it uh, upstairs, the pre pre show. Oh, the upstairs you know, yeah, pre show. The, upstairs the, the are you ready? I'm like, I'm filling yeah. out this paperwork. Give me a second. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel like there's been moments where um, I feel really close, and I feel like there's there's words on my tongue. And uh, growing up, I felt like it was such a weird thing. And I mean. It kind of is really, Uh, but I felt like it was so weird. And from what I had seen and from what I had experienced, I was like, I don't, I don't know. And so then when I was having uh, this pre-show conversation with Pastor Dallas and you said, 
Dallas said, it requires a lot of faith. I'm realizing it can't come from this place of like, well, prove it to me, right? Like it needs to come from uh, something that's so much deeper than that. And I think, man, the, the power of God is just incredible. And I can only... I mean, I'm only 28. I've only just begun to mm-hmm. wrap my, I'm never going to wrap my mind around God, but I've only just begun to like have this uh, understanding and awareness of who God really is, what Jesus really can do, what the Holy Spirit is. And, mm-hmm. you know, all I know is that I'm I'm living in faith and I'm, I'm walking each step with Jesus. And I'm like, just take me where you need me. Let me be your hands and your feet, God. Like yeah. that is my heart. That is truly my heart. And so um, I don't, I don't know. I do. I think that maybe one day I'll speak in tongues. Yeah. I think I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that, that can be for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when. You, you say only 28 and like, I want to point that out. Like Megan, I, I forget that yeah. she's 28 years old. Yeah. Like you are such an old soul <laughs> and that's, that's a great couple. I, yeah. I was, I was also told that in my twenties, like you're such an old soul. Like you, yeah. You just have a different, like an like a mature view on the world and your reactions and stuff. And you're a very old soul. I forget that you're you're only of 28 years old because mm-hmm. you come across much much more worldly, mm. much more mm-hmm. like you've seen some stuff. And, and, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I have. You've, you've been places <laughs> yeah. and you've taken that and it's and it's grown and yeah. And now I can reflect and recollect on these things and mm-hmm. you come across very very seasoned and mature. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've never spoken in tongues. I don't think I've, I've, I've never even had that inkling. Like you said, like, oh, I was close. But I do, I, I, I do know that the Holy Spirit talks through me and to me. Absolutely. Frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Like as I'm talking with other Jesus people, like I, I can sense the Holy Spirit in almost all situations. It's yeah. something I can tap into very easily, but it's never converted itself to tongues. Mm-hmm. He, the Holy Spirit has shown me uh, visions of the distant future. I, I do have the, what some would say the gift of prophecy, uh, but I, I don't prophesy in short term. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but all every time the Holy Spirit shows me these things, he, I always see how things end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so it's one of those it, incredibly uh, impossible to prove because mm-hmm. right. it would involve me being there 30, 20 years from now, but yeah. I've never gotten tongues. Dallas. Yes. Uh, I, I have been baptized in the Holy spirit. And, uh, I remember I was, I was 15. Uh, it was at a, a church service. I was asked by a leader if I ever had, and I, and I thought she was talking about physical baptism. And, um, I do remember, and I, and, and Megan kind of said it, it, it took a lot of faith to get out of the way for me and just go, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what it sounds like. And uh, for me, where someone may go, well, how do you know? And it's like, well, I, I've never spoken like that before. And people are, well, you probably heard people do that. Yes, I did hear it. But even the way I speak it, it just doesn't sound the same as other people. It sounds interesting. And, you know, uh, I, I can't interpret it. Um, and so well, then people go, why do you do it? And for me, sometimes I'll do it when there's nothing else to say to God in prayer. Or I'll do it sometimes when I just want to encounter him and be in his presence and to, to really just engage with him. Um, you know, when I when I want to believe for healing over someone, mm. you know, I'll 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 speak in tongues. Um, you know, I don't I don't I try to do it more personally and then then publicly because I understand 
and the the story behind you know publicly speaking in tongues and cries or interpreter and we get that from the book of acts chapter 2 talking about that where i understand what they're saying and 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 things like that and but the interesting thing was is is what comes out of the holy spirit coming in your life and and i'm not saying is welcoming the holy spirit in your life even if the evidence of tongues isn't there there is a confidence what happens in acts chapter 2 after they receive the holy spirit P, uh, Peter, who denied Jesus three times, who who went to go, who left being a disciple and went to go be a fisherman again, mm. that man who we thought was gone led thousands of people yeah. to Jesus. He had this confidence again that I believe that the Holy Spirit gave him through Jesus and you know and and. God the Father gave him that ability. And I think that's what really what Maury in this clip was all talking about is when you allow God to come into your life and you and you listen to him and obey him, he will give you confidence that you didn't think was possible. Me speaking in front of people I didn't have thought was possible, but God has given me that confidence that I thought I would never have. And so, yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing about moving in the Holy Spirit is, is God will give you the confidence and give you that, that ability and remind you how faithful and true and powerful he is and how he wants to be that in your life. Our first Christmas in prison, I went to jail in January, December comes around. My mother has gotten saved. My stepdad got saved. My stepdad wouldn't let my, led my drunk father to Jesus Christ. God saved all the members of my family. That day, my mother's looking at the table that the family will gather at, and she realized my boy's chair is going to be empty. And she's crying, God, what am I going to do? I've never had one of my children gone. And she's praying. She realized I have a husband. I have children. I have my mother, brothers, in-laws a tree full of presents and a banquet full of food. And my boy's gonna be in a five foot long and a five foot wide and a nine foot long cell by himself. What about my boy? And the Lord spoke to my mother, said, Barbara, don't worry about him. It's his first Christmas away from you, but it's his first Christmas with me. I sat and straddled a cardboard box and I had an apple and an orange, my first two pieces of fresh fruit in 1975. I opened my Bible to the Gospel of Luke chapter two, where the angels appeared to the shepherds in the wilderness, in the fields, and said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And can I tell you, in that cell that day, I didn't have a present, didn't have a call, had not touched my parents or anybody else and wouldn't for years to come. I had the best Christmas I've ever had because I was in love with Jesus and he was in love with me. And in that place, in his presence, is fullness of joy. I got out of prison in 1983 because of overcrowding and every Christmas since then, at some point on Christmas Day, I've sat down with an apple and an orange, read Luke chapter two, and asked myself the question, does Maury Davis love Jesus today 
If I hadn't had the journey I've had, if I didn't have the family I have, if I didn't have the opportunities, if I was still in that cell, would I sit there in his presence, missing nothing? This last year, I sat down with my seven-year-old twin grandsons, Davis and Harry, and gave them their first apple in the orange and told them that story and asked them, do you love Jesus? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Apple in the orange. I love, I've been, I'm reading this book right now from Mark Batterson called uh, Win the Day. And um, he talks about the, the, the rooster crow in Peter. That, you know, if you deny me three times, the rooster will crow. And we, we always remember that now, the rooster crowed. And, but he talks about, imagine his life every time he heard a rooster crow. He's reminded that what he did. But then, because then it, scripture shows that he leaves being a disciple, goes back to being a fisherman. He goes back to his original thing before God changed his life. And, and a man says, they, not, they didn't catch fish. The man says, hey, go, go seven, you know, go the other side of the boat, seven feet apart. And they catch a bunch of fish and he knew it was Jesus. He jumps out of the boat, closed and everything runs towards him. They have breakfast, the scripture says. And then Jesus says, do you love me three times mm-hmm. in a way to redeem his his disbelief or his denying. Mm-hmm. He said it three times and he said, of course, and he gives him instructions. And But I love because Mark Batterson goes, they had breakfast. So that means it was in the morning, which probably means he heard a rooster crow. Mm. You know. Holy smokes. So <laughs> he, I almost teared up right so here. God, <laughs> So God redeems something that a reminder of the terrible things oh. and made it something good. And so what I love about his story is he could have easily looked at that apple and orange on Christmas day and said, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah. I hate apples. I hate oranges. I hate Christmas. We, we all have met people like that. I can never love this date ever again because this happened. Yes. And God wants wow. to take that bad and he wants to redeem it and make it good. And so what is it that God can redeem that you, when you see it, you don't, you know, you don't look at it and go, you know, no, I see this. No, I see this. You know, like for me, I, when I look at my father, I look at the power of forgiveness because God forgave me and I, and he gave me the power to forgive my dad. And so I look at my dad a different way because, because of God. And so I have a great relationship with, with my dad because of Jesus. And so there might be things in your lives where you're going to be like Maury. You're going to look at it and go, I don't look at this as as just a defeat. I look at this as a redemption, as new life, as a new start. And so, you know, and I think that's really stuck out to me is, is that apple, that orange. And, and I think all of us have that apple and an orange in our lives that we need to look at as not as a bad thing, but that something is going to do something great through. So. I mean, I'm kind of speechless. That was yeah, good. follow follow that one, Megan. Um, I was trying to get back to my original thought when I heard the clip, which was just the image of him sitting in a cell alone with Jesus on Christmas, and um, how that was all that he needed. And that takes me all the way back to how I started this show. Uh, the same, the same thing. All, I can be anywhere, but all I need is Jesus. And um, the fact that he carries on that tradition is so touching. And wow, I didn't think about it that way. Dallas said, yeah, you can, you can curse that place, right? You can curse that broken place and, and where you were and the things that happened to you. And um, 
you know, or you can say, look what God has done and look how he has changed me and forgiven me. And so I too will forgive. And, and, you know, we, we don't have the uh, blessing of being able to completely forget. Right. Uh, But also in that is, is the remembrance and uh, the redemption piece. So yeah, that is so cool. I'm, I don't know. I'm like, Going to have an apple and an orange later today. <laughs> I did also think about the apple and the orange when he said, I, ooh, that'd be a nice snack that sounds right really now. Good. Yeah. I'm going to have a banana. I love bananas. I they're, brought a banana today. They're inexpensive. They help your belly. Yes. They're filling. Yes. Yeah. I, I had that reminder the other day. I went to the store and I was like, I just, I walked by the bananas. I go, I want bananas. Cause I was yeah. going to, I wanted to snack on something. What do you do yeah. with that? I got, uh, it's I like got, six cents. Yeah. A banana. It's crazy. And I was like, I think it was 65 cents, you know, inflation come on 2022. So, uh, <laughs> but even then I was like, I was going to buy a dollar 25 bag of chicks, chip, chips. I said chicks, chips <laughs> that, uh, that I would have been like, uh, but then I was right. like, no, I'm going to buy bananas instead. And I was like, oh my, and it was such a good reminder. Like it's cheaper and better for you. Eat mm. fruits and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> a, a healthy, a healthy yeah. lifestyle is just making one healthy decision at a time. Yeah. You know that, that too, that's been on my heart a lot. It's so random to like return back to, uh, what God originally intended us for. Same thing, like with food yes. or lifestyle, whatever, like the healthiest people are really just doing what God intended all along. Yes. Like God didn't really intend for us to eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. Sorry. No. You know, or yeah. like drink a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I like Coke. Megan's made two enemies today. <laughs> so if you're McDonald's listening. McDonald's lovers and the Coke lovers. <laughs> yeah. So I can oh, promise I you. Diet Coke. Our, our, I said Our sponsors Coke. for this show will not be McDonald's <laughs> or Coke. Oh, no. But if you are listening to McDonald's or Coke, you can definitely sponsor the show. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, we, we would, we would welcome that. And that we would, would we would have a talking to Megan. Yeah. If you opted to <gasps> McDonald's yeah, or Coke sponsor our show, we would, we would sit down and say, Hey Megan, you got to keep, you got to be cool about that. All right. Our yeah. sponsors are McDonald's and Coke. Like I, be cool. I think it'd be weird to have sponsors on this podcast. I, I, unless it was like, cause sometimes we get serious and somber and stuff. Have you ever listened to a podcast where they're like, they're one yeah. way and then a sponsor comes in. So they're like, they'll be like, yeah. And then. And then God like changed Kentucky my, Fried Chicken. Yeah. Or and God, God changed my life. This episode is sponsored by KFC. You know, it's like like it just takes you out of it. You know, you ever had KFC before? Oh, that's finger looking good. Yeah. All right, I think we've well and gone off the track on this. Uh, no, but like, yes and even, no. We, we, yes and no. Because here's the point. <laughs> here's the, here's the real point. Drop the that, hammer. Yeah. What did God originally intend? Are you making space for what God originally intended? Are you filling that with things that he did not intend for you? And then, and then being mad about the circumstance or the consequence, right? I'm mad that I'm overweight, but I eat McDonald's every day. Or, you know what I mean? Like what's, what are you pointing at that you're that you're mad about? And so in that moment, uh, pastor sitting in a jail cell and he's not mad or cousin out God that he's in there, but he's like accepting the consequence and he's saying, it doesn't matter because I'm close to you and that's where I want to be. Yeah. yeah. You preach on that. There you go. Hey, uh, we, you can't, you can't have, you can't have the good without the bad. Yeah. Is an old saying. Mm-hmm. Um, if your life experiences are, uh, some of which unsavory and, and you do nothing with it. You, you don't repent. You don't share with people what God did to get you out of those things. You, then then everything that happened to you was, was worthless. Mm-hmm. 
It was, it was useless if you aren't going to take your struggles that God has helped you overcome. And if you don't scream on the top of a mountain yeah, to everyone that'll listen mm-hmm. about how great God is, then yeah, then they were just really bad times in your life that are, have, have yielded no fruit, apples or oranges mm-hmm. and have paid no dividends. They, uh, pastor was in a jail cell on Christmas and, and, and he got his assignment. He finally got his assignment and not only got it distributed to him, but he understood his assignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, unfortunately it took a lot of bad things in his life to bring him to that point. Mm-hmm. But now look at God. Yeah. Yeah. And that clip was, that clip starts with, and I don't want to understate how that clip starts. My mom was saved. Yeah. The people around my, my family was saved. All yes. of my family that would, it would have otherwise been impossible for them to be saved. Yeah. Were saved because of me. Yeah. Like what salvation. It's not just this blink of this eye that this little blip that you're here. Mm-hmm. Salvation is the eternity. Salvation's you will be with me in my father's place. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So good. I, I, I had some struggles, but, but God, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. If, if, if I would have overdosed, like I had, if I wouldn't have come out of an overdose, like I had a couple times, then, then what, what would have been the byproduct? What would have been yeah. in, in finding Christ through all of that turmoil, I have been able to help people come to Jesus. Yeah look at God mm-hmm. every day I get to wake up and say, what can I do to bring the people around me and the people I don't know closer to you? Mm-hmm. Look at God. Yeah. The successes have come. Successes have gone. People have come. People have gone in my life. Mm-hmm. But if I would have just packed away all of those bad things and put on this facade, Mm-hmm. that they never happened, then they would have been of no use to God. Mm-hmm. They would have just been a a traumatic bar story. Yeah. Yeah. But look at God. Yep. Yeah. Amen. You're listening. You have a story. You have an experience. Don't make it for nothing. Don't make it for nothing. Look at God. How can your experiences and your strength and your hope from those things benefit the people around you and then ask God, trust me with it. Let me help the people around me through you. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Holy spirit comes and the Holy spirit might come in tongues, might come in prophecy, might come in all of a sudden a moment of clarity and a song you're hearing or a show you're watching an overwhelming feeling to, to tell somebody how you feel to encourage somebody an overwhelming feeling to go out in the community and actually get your hands dirty Mm -hmm. because Christ got his hands dirty. Look at God. Yeah. As this series wraps, know that people, people's stories, they're, they're, they're uniquely the same. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really changes is, is the names and dates on our stories. We're not all that different. You and I, some of us are just further along down the trail 
And if you have people like that in your life that are further along down the trail, do everything you can to catch up. Ask as many questions as you can to those people. And if there's people that you see need helping, go help them. I look at, I look at my salvation like a shipwreck. I was lost in a desolate ocean, but God. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when people get saved, it's like coming from a shipwreck and they have their life vest on and they're brought back to dry land. They look back at the ocean and, oh, what was that? That was awful. Well, time to walk into shore. I was never called to that. I was never assigned the walk back into shore. My clothes have never been dry since I've came to salvation. What God has assigned me to do is once I got to shore, he said, now go back out there and go get as many as you can and bring them back. Mm-hmm. I don't allow myself, I don't allow my, my clothes to get dry. I get back out in the water and I go try and find somebody else that I can bring to Christ good. for him to save. Yeah. And I think if you're listening, I think if you're listening, you probably are too. Some, some men can enjoy the luxuries of their clothes drying and walking inland. Walking off in the sunset. Maybe they'll tell that story about how they were in a shipwreck one day. Maybe they won't. It'll just be a little blip in their little timeline. But if you're listening, I, I, don't, think, I don't think that it's just a blip in your timeline. Mm-hmm. You go out, get as many people as you can, bring them to Christ. That's what this series was. It's people that when their backs were against the wall, when they were left in the middle of the ocean, God rescued and then when they got to shore, they said, I, I, well, I can't go inland. I, I have to go tell as many people as I can about this. And I need to go find other people because other people are lost out there at that shipwreck. There are more out there. Wait, this podcast isn't, it's not, it's not the wood to burn your fire. It's not the kindling. It's not, it's not, it's not any of that. You have the fire inside you lit. If you're listening, the fire is already lit. This podcast, this church, we aren't, we aren't, the, we aren't pieces of paper to help you stoke your fire. We're just, we're, what we are is gasoline. This podcast is gasoline, and we want to just pour gasoline on your fire and charge you up so you go live for Christ. That's why we do this. So if you're listening to charge you up, to get your fire going, Get on that mountain, get on that rooftop and scream to as many people as you can on what God has done for you and how God has changed you. So good series. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. I realized that I didn't introduce you guys at the beginning of the show. That's okay. (laughs) I'm Pastor Dallas. That's Megan. Megan. (laughs) Cool. So we got that squared away. Yeah, so we're good. So let's start the show. Uh, you ready to get into it? That was just a Oh, he didn't hit record. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed uh, this episode and think someone you may know uh, may benefit from the topics we discussed, which was pretty much Jesus, so pretty much everyone, uh, share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. Hey, we'd also love it if you would rate and review this podcast. Um, good ratings? Yeah. Good ratings mean more more viewers. Makes the podcast look good. It yep. does. It just brings it just brings more attention to it. That's yeah. the biggest thing is if people are like, how can I help? That's the biggest way you can help. Is yeah. because Share. more people be like, totally. oh, okay, I'll give it a try. Share the so. podcast. Share the podcast. We yeah. are we are a large family at Life Church yep. and 
we'd love it to get larger. Yes. So share our, share all of our podcasts on yep. your social media platforms because your social media platforms, yep. you th- know it or not, has has like a thousand people. Yeah. If you're listening, it has like a thousand people that could benefit from this, and that's yeah. a that's a thousand people that may not otherwise have heard good sermons. Yeah, that's true. May not heard a sermon, <laughs> let alone one that can relate. Uh, so hey, if you if you if you if you have the ability, share it on social media platforms. Um, yeah. So next week we start a new series. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what it is? Yeah, it's two Timothy. Second. Uh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for next week. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, it's gonna be a 10 week series. Yeah. 10 weeks of it's two tip. Nope. Second. <laughs> oh so gosh. hey, thanks you thanks for listening, guys. Um Come hungry. Next week? Because next week we're going to chew on that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, if you guys have any questions, comments, um, suggestions, email me, Dallas, or Megan at our Life Church emails. It's literally our first name at uh, lifechurchgb.com. So, hey, we do get emails throughout the week. We do reply to them. Thank you very, very much for those emails. And hey, if you're listening and want to, you know what? I have about 10 more seconds. I'm going to say if, if you have, if you've had the Holy spirit chime in on your life, email, yeah. email and let us know. Cause yeah. I, I love hearing those stories. Yes. So, Hey, we love you guys and thank you. We can't wait to see you next week. Next week. See ya. Bye.